We've all been there. You have an unexpected medical expense. Or you get into a fender bender. But you don't have the money to pay for it immediately. Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, finally get your car repaired, or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. To download the Dave app, go to dave.com today. That's D-A-V-E dot com. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. This week, we are once again proud to be sponsored by the brilliant... Just give me a second there, Lee. ICT. <laughs> I am going to do the sponsorship this week because I've actually been using this brand in my school. And yeah. it is... The absolutely fantastic PE Passport. Boom. PE Passport are sponsoring two Mr. P's this week. And I can tell you firsthand that the app that I use for my school PE now makes everything so much easier. The, the, the resources that are on there, the lesson plans, the assessments, everything. It's dream stuff. If only there was an English passport or a... Or whatever other subject they do. <laughs> Maths passport. <laughs> Maths passport. Yeah. But for all your PE needs. Oh, it's, it's absolutely, I could not recommend it highly enough. And if you go to the website primarypepassport.co.uk and quote Mr P, you will get 10% off your subscription. So spread the word with your PE coordinators, PE teachers and get signed up today. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr P's in a Podcast with me, Mr P. And the other Mr P. And we are back for another one of our Chin Wag episodes and we are delighted to welcome our guest We're all the way from the States. Well, you're in Toronto at the minute. Um, we've got the comedian, school teacher and star of the Amazon Prime series, Mr D. It is Mr Jerry D. How are we doing, Jerry? Are you okay? I'm great. How are you guys doing? This strange world we're in. Uh, yeah, we're, we're surviving. Getting by, yeah, getting by day by day. Yeah, we were, were so pleased to welcome you onto the podcast, the UK's number one educational comedy podcast. That's what, what you're dealing with what today, Jerry. Number um, one. So, yeah, we're delighted, delighted to have you. Hello, teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bit of a delay, I think. Well, you're, yeah, you're far away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, first question we've got, we've got to ask is, how has uh, 2020 been treating you? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah? No, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I guess I'm kind of used to it now, but the, the, it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yeah. I know uh, you guys tried the first two vaccinations over there in England. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the bullet. 
And uh, <laughs> so I hope those two people are still doing well. They were, I think they were both 90. Yeah. Uh, William Shakespeare was the second guy's name. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, William Shakespeare. Good old uh, Bill. It looks like we're maybe turning a corner, hopefully, around the world, and then we can get yeah. back to some normal uh, times. But it, yeah. like you guys, I'm just trying to get through it with as positive a mind as I can. Yeah. So, what I mean, how's it affected you with the work you were doing? Did you have any things planned that have had to go on the back burner during this year? Yeah, I had a big stand-up comedy tour planned that got canceled. Um, you know, that that wasn't great, but understandable. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I'm shooting a series next month, uh, you know, in, in a U.S. series on Fox. And we're going to we're going to try. And I mean, there's you know, we I'm the host of Family Feud Canada here. Yeah. And I think you call it. Uh, what do you call it over there? It's Family different. Fortunes. Family Fortunes. Yeah. So I'm the Canadian host and we shot uh, we shot it without an, an audience 104 episodes and that uh we got through it but it's not fun trying to be funny with no audience so. <laughs> uh, but you know i was lucky to get some work and keep going so the, the yeah. stand-up tour was affected but other than that uh just trying to get through every day like you guys yeah. have you just have you just kept your stand-up tour routine just you know hidden away just for when you're allowed back out there you're not told anyone yeah. your jokes yeah, as soon as I get the green light, you know, we are going to probably, it's a Canadian tour, we'll probably go um, in April or March of next year. I mean, we'll, we'll let this year go through. 2021, yeah. we'll let that go by uh, and wait till 2022, fall of 2021, somewhere in there. But it'll, you know, it'll get redone and it's just, uh, it's the nature of the beast, as they say. Yeah, and uh, any plans come over to the UK? Did you have that in your... I have some friends over there. I'd like to do, uh, I think it's the Comedy Store in, in London. Is it we call yeah, it the Comedy yeah. Store? Got a Comedy Store in Manchester as well. Yeah, I'd like to do that chain. They're, they do a really great job. And, uh, you know, I have a few friends over there. Mike Wilmot's a really, a really good comedian here that left and went there. Um, there's a bunch of expats from Canada. So, yeah. you know, with, like I said, with my family from Glasgow, and I have a lot of cousins there, um, you know, I, Scotland just made the world, the, the, the Euro cup and, you know, they're playing, uh, England. So, uh, debating <laughs> yeah. whether to go over there for that game in June, um, at Wembley and then stay and catch, uh, the Scotland game. Uh, one of the Scotland great. games. In, oh, in Scotland. You had tickets, didn't you? Yeah. I'm supposed to be going to Amsterdam for one of the games. Wow. But I was going to say, when you said, yeah, I've got a few friends in the UK, I was thinking like, Oh, <laughs> we've, only, we've only known him for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Two more, two more friends now. <laughs> two more for you there, pal. Um, but I, there you go. But I do want to do comedy in there because I, I've done, I did the sort of the Scottish clubs years ago. Yeah. Um, the stand yeah. and, which was really strange because you do stand up and then the, the, the people stay and party with you. So it's, yeah. it's, very, yeah. it's very cool, but it's very different. Uh, but yeah. I've heard great things about the comedy store and, um, you know, I've done shows here and Jimmy Carr and, and when we go to Just for Laughs, I've seen some of your great UK comics and uh, you do a great job over there. Oh, thank you. Not that we can take credit. <laughs> We're just accepting that thanks on behalf of, of the UK. It's you too, I think. The yeah. reason. 
Um, so the family feud things, I, I didn't realise this. Before. So how did that come about? How long have you been doing it for? So Mr. D was a sitcom in Canada, as you know, for eight seasons. And now we've just landed on Amazon Prime in the US and hopefully we'll get to the UK eventually. But after that, the uh, network called and, you know, they just asked me, would you be interested in hosting uh, um, Family Feud? And I said, yes, like as quickly as I just told you that story. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it was an iconic show here in, in America and you guys changed the name. Um, but we, we kept it to Family Feud Canada, but it's the same yeah. concept, the same brand. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I take the piss out of the families and that's, that's really the best part of it. And yeah. you know, the game to me is not as important as trying to find really bad answers and poke fun at it. So, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the show, but I just posted, I'm just about to post a clip where at the very end, there's a thing called fast money where they can win, you know, in the States is 25,000 US dollars, yeah, in yeah. Canada 10,000. But I just made up questions and I'm <laughs> just about to post that because that's the stuff that's fun to me. We never aired it, no. but we'll play it on social. So, yeah, but it's great. It's a lot of fun. I got lucky. They thought of me and uh, that was it. It was a pretty simple conversation. Yeah, mate. So, what you got, you got to share some of the funniest sort of answers. Oh. You've had. Well, we just had two that kind of one was really, really went viral was a girl, you know, and you guys are younger too, but I think she was, you know, it was like, it was the last question, whoever got it played for 10,000. What was Popeye's uh, favorite food? And what would you say? Spinach. Right. She said chicken. Cause there's a store <laughs> here called Popeye's chicken. <laughs> so you can look that up. And then we had another one yesterday, last two months, a month ago was name something you eat that's frozen and you know you number one ice answer cream. ice cream and this guy said cat <laughs> <laughs> he can't beat the the refreshing but, taste of frozen cat you know it's a big cat is is i don't mind cat heated but frozen yeah <laughs> <laughs> cat. a lot of work frozen right yeah yeah <laughs> Cheering for a while. Tough to so get they get a lot of that, but they're under the gun, right? They're, yeah, yeah. You know, this girl, to be fair, if you're 22, you might not remember Popeye the cartoon. And yeah. she was finding that generational gap. So that was a really popular clip. And this one was pretty good. The the um, the one where the guy says cat. But I, I you'll see my face. Like, I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what he said. I can't. There's no way in my head you just said cat. Then he went cat, cat. <laughs> Closing cat. <laughs> there was a clip. I think it's the American one where um, it was name it name a word that comes after pork, and the guy goes yeah. coupine. He said no. Coupine. Did he do on the Canadian yeah. one? Did he do the same thing? Because I obviously over here it's just simply to go. Oh, give us an answer. You know, some a food that's red, and the person will go apple, and then they'll go oh yeah, and then they'll go is apple up there. Yeah. In the US, yeah. I've seen where they go like, you know, name a food, and then they'll go, um, um, like, and then they'll go like, pasta, and then they'll go like, and start clapping themselves yeah, clap. straight away. Did he do that on your yeah. one? Yeah, they're got they're coached to clap at everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll and I'll and I'll point it out. I'll be like, why are you clapping? <laughs> I just keep thinking good about answer, it. good answer. There's a lot of good answer, good answer. But they're they're coached to do that. We, we they want energy, they want enthusiasm. Right. You know, it's a different, you know, British humor, which 
you know, I'm obviously not British, but my brother, my father, my sister, my mother, all born in Glasgow, all their families, you know, deep history of Scottish and Irish descent. Yeah. But really, my family was Scottish for the most part. And there's just the Scottish humor to me is not warm and fuzzy. It's like it's the same as, you know, the British humor is really just like very Ricky Gervais, very yeah. uh, right. Go right for the throat. And, and you got to be thick skinned and you grow up in that family. But in Canada, it's not it's not quite like that. So I'm here. I'm this Canadian looking sounding guy with this British sort of upbringing. Yeah. You know, I, I like to I like to just, you know, as you say, take the piss out of people. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I mean, I first came across uh, you. It was a while ago when I saw a clip from your show, Mr. D. And, and we don't get it over here. So I've only ever seen the odd clip through what you've shared. And it was that one where you were doing, um, was it doing spellings? And it was words that end in. Yeah, uh, that's the big clip. And, and she said, and the little girl goes lesbian and, and it sort of goes yeah. from there. So, I mean, we've got to start with how do you go from being a teacher in the classroom to then having your own comedy series that's run for eight seasons with, like I say, you've got another, is it a similar thing that you've got with Fox? Or can you no, have Fox play? is a different show completely. I'm uh, Dennis Leary's the star with Elizabeth Perkins. She's oh, a, one of the two big stars, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sort of down the pecking order. I have a really nice part, but, uh, you know, that's a completely different show that I just got lucky to get yeah. cast in. So that's kind of my first American show shot in America type thing. Oh, amazing. Uh, you know, Mr. Yeah, thanks. We'll see how that goes. Mr. D obviously was shot in Canada and then we've sold it to America now. So yeah. Um, but I was a teacher and I just, uh, was five years into my teaching and I was a funny guy, I guess. And a friend of mine, I was, I was waitering on the side cause most teachers have a second job when they start. And, uh, I was, guy was doing comedy at these amateur nights and, and then my students suggested it. And I just had this kind of coming at me, try stand up. So I tried stand up and then, you know, most of my act was about teaching. And I realized that I was reaching this audience that, everybody had a teacher, but no one had heard these stories from a teacher, you know, because yeah. it's kind of the secret world we live in. So I was opening up the doors of the staff room and people were getting it. So then I pitched the sitcom and, and here we are. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that was um, so how much were you involved in the writing of the, the sitcom? Was it all you writing, perform everything? No, I, no. I had a great group of writers. I was very involved, though. I mean, I had the, you know, I would, um, I was the only teacher in the room. So, but a great group of writers. Uh, you know, there's more to a sitcom than just laughs. There's story and there's arc and there's character development. And, but I had a great group of writers, and, um, you know, that's uh, that's really kind of how you you shape a show. You know, I was the yeah. showrunner, the creator, one of the creators, and they would pitch me ideas and I would, I was very careful that the show was authentic. Uh, I didn't want a bunch of BS that teachers would watch and go, that's not true. Yeah. And that's what I really, that was really my job to stick to it. So. Was there any other sitcoms that sort of inspired it in, in the way it was? The, well, my favorite sitcoms, the office, the original office. I mean, that's the British the, one. Yeah. That's the yeah. pinnacle for me. Uh, you know, so the style of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of the, the approach I had was I just, just make it like really funny. And yeah. I think that's what Ricky Gervais did is he just, he wasn't concerned too much about 
the, the stories, although Pam and Jim was a, a big, you know, I don't know if, if that's their names over there. I forget. Cause then I started watching the American one, which was good too. Oh, it's Tim and, Tim and, uh, yeah. And, um, but just to me, I just remember being in tears watching that and, uh, very British style. And I just this, the sensibility of it for me, Matt. So that was kind of, you know, but Seinfeld was a great show too. I mean, they really nailed the characters on that show. But to me, the office is the is the bar, right? Yeah, and it's just so real, isn't it? And and I tell you what's interesting about the office is it stands the test of time. So I'm yeah. still rewatched it in the past, well, during lockdown, and it's still just as funny now as it was. Yeah. What was it, ten years ago? Oh, further, oh, wasn't it? Longer, yeah, like yeah, fourteen, so it is, fifteen it does, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting, though, because we've had a couple of other American teachers uh, as guests on the show. I can never get over how Canadian-American teachers can have another job on top of teaching. Because in England, there's no way you'd, you'd, you'd burn out. Yeah. You know teachers burn out anyway. Let me, guys, let me just connect my charger. My kids must have used this. I don't want to lose it. So give me one. That's okay, right? Yeah. No worries. Oh, we've got technology ways to pause this. Like cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' kids, take my charger. Hey, <laughs> Allie. I was gonna I say, my <laughs> I can't find my charger. <laughs> this is the house. This is the house. What are you looking at? Shut up. <laughs> That's how we talked. Do you have my charger, Allie? The charger for this? Yeah, there she is. <laughs> say hi. Doesn't even say hi, my kids. They don't even say hi. Yeah, yeah, get lost. <laughs> How many so, children do you have? You've got three, is that three, right? Three, yeah, I think. <laughs> it's just daughters, isn't it? Is it just daughters? No, I got a son. He's the he's the little guy. He's roaming around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching spots. How's that for a podcast? Brilliant. I, I, went, I went for daughters because I was watching your, uh, your stand-up and then when you talk about being a father of daughters, and I've got a daughter, and yeah, when you said it. about, yeah, and obviously Lee's got one. And when you say... Uh, it's, 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 well, sorry, is this too dark now? Um, yeah, a little bit. Let me just switch it up. Hold on. This is fun. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I tell them don't use my computer. Um, yeah, let me just... Can you chop this all up and use it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, we'll keep this? the bit where you told your kids to shut up. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Let me see how I can do this here. Frig, I need a plug over here. There we go. How's this? Now I got to stand, but that's okay. Oh, my gosh. How's this? How's this look? How's this? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, two girls and a boy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, when you were doing your stand up and it was making me absolutely crease when you were, because obviously we've both got daughters um, and some, yeah. but we, uh, when you were talking about like how every father has the same fear and it's, your daughter being like the the slut and it, oh man yeah it's so so true, it's true though right like they're gonna you know they're gonna drift off into to high school and my older daughter's 13 and you know you're never gonna know right you'll just you just gotta hope 
Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to kiss boys and do stuff, but I'm just so afraid they're the, they're the, like the worst at it, but you know, I don't think they will, but I'm sure every dad, I mean, look, let's be honest. There's male and female sluts out there and the parents don't know. So yeah. that's my point. I, yeah, there was always, there was, um, girls we grew up with. Do you remember? Yeah, everyone yeah. knew, yeah. Because we used to call, we used to call them in, in, in British terms, you might've heard this. We used to call like the, 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 the slot, like the village bike. Uh, no, my, my dad would call them fast. She's awful fast. <laughs> so it's like the village, the village bicycle because everyone's had a ride. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can have that. You can have that. <laughs> no, my dad would say she's too fast. Fast or fast. <laughs> Slow down. Um, oh, what was, yeah, it was, we were saying about uh, teachers having a second job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You guys... Like I had two jobs. I was bartending till two in the morning. And then I would, I think, I think that's where I got a lot of the ideas from the sitcom because you don't feel like teaching the next day. Yeah. And um, I was teaching ice hockey and, you know, they're, 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 I was making 38,000 a year, which, you know, I don't know, what's that 20,000 quid. I mean, it's not a lot of money really relative mm -hmm. to the debts you have. So I, I needed to supplement it. And yeah. I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but I taught phys ed later, which got easier. But the first year, man, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think I could teach it, do it with a kid early, you know, like until you find your groove, but it's hard. It's a lot of work, but no one thinks we have a lot of work. Well, that's, that's a frustrating thing, isn't it? It is it, you know, everyone thinks it's nine to three. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I think we sat down once, my buddies and I, and we calculated that we made four dollars and thirty cents an hour. Yeah, <laughs> given all the extra hours after work. When you do the prep, and you know, I was always big on coaching, which is actually the only part I liked of it. I loved coaching, and I found that made the teaching easier because you know you got the the soccer players or the hockey players in your class, and and it just there was a connection. But yeah, I think we made about four dollars an hour with marking prepping. You know, there's a clip we just released today on Twitter about how teachers really mark. And there's a lot of truth to that clip. And that clip took off around the world, the, you know, conferences. Yeah. Because I was, I was like, I remember having 125 exams to mark yeah. in history. And I'm like, I'm not reading all these. There's no way. This <laughs> took way too long. I grabbed a red pen. Yeah. Sporadic circles, a couple <laughs> words. Nice job. Good work. <laughs> not quite clear here what you mean just you know and that's kind of how i marked my second year but i tried my first year to mark everything and you're up till three in the morning yeah i mean you can say that now that you're not working in the i classroom. can yes no for us that are still there we've just no, got yeah. you, guys, you guys do not do that you're still employed by teaching in teaching you guys <laughs> we can do to share you your clip you shouldn't have even laughed when i said it to be honest <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. sat here, just like disgraceful. That's right. Wow. Yeah. No wonder he left. Couldn't hack <laughs> it. I kind of had to with all the stories I was starting to tell on stage. Yeah, yeah. So how much of the how much of the sitcom was based on things that actually happened? And how a lot in the yeah, a lot in the first few years, you know, and then we'd run out of my stories, but uh, a lot of friend stories, like that clip you were talking about. You know, that was a real story from a friend teaching kindergarten. Yeah. You know, words that end in A-N, the kid said lesbian, which is not a big deal, but you just don't feel like 
getting into that at that point. And, <laughs> you know, and then another kid says, what's a lesbian? Now you got to, you don't know if their parents want you talking about it, you know, even though you should be able to talk about it. So then we exaggerate the clip and then the, we do words that end in O-N, you know, and she says prostitution. I'm like, oh my God, what is prostitution? And then the last one, of course, is words that end in R-E. And, you know, I, I'm like, there's, I can't think of anything. So I tell her to go ahead and she yells out crack whore. And that's, that clip just took, out, uh, yeah. uh, took on a mind of its own and no one really knew it was from a show. And yeah. now hopefully they know it's from a show and we, you know, it takes off in the, in the U S and we get it to the UK and Australia and it just keeps growing. Cause it really is a show for teachers about teachers. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd do brilliant if it made it over. Yeah, it, would, it would from probably all, better there than it did here. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, there's the other one where you're doing the show and tell. And the, yeah, the that's another true story. A kid, my friend had a kid brought a, a rocket ship for show and tell. And it's, it's a, it's a vibrator. And the kid's <laughs> talking about his rocket ship, turning on the vibrator and the, yeah. And I'm just like, and he wants me to touch it. And I'm like, no, get it out of here. And, it, and then I hit it and it falls and it breaks and it comes on. But that's the kind of stuff that people like us can relate to. You know, it, it's, oh, it's stuff like that's happened. We've had so many stories on the podcast of uh, all sorts that have been brought in on show and tell. I think the best one recently, it was only we only shared it on the episode a couple of weeks ago, the one where a child brought in a used a used condom. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and it was used and there was oh. stuff there. Did he say it was a jellyfish? He said it he tried to make it out like it was a jellyfish to the oh teacher. My gosh. The teacher completely panicked and then um, approached the dad and the dad didn't have a clue whose it was because he doesn't use protection. Oh and God. Ended up being that uh, the mum was having an affair. <clears throat> so it broke wow. up the whole family. <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, we did a story like that on the show where, which was based on a real story where a kid was falling asleep in class. Yeah, and uh, she said, "I, you know, I, I, I hear my my uh, mom and dad upstairs making noises every night." <clears throat> and so the teacher calls in the parents to go listen, like it's affecting her. She's falling asleep, and you guys can't be making noises, but. It was uh, the wife had been away, so it wasn't the wife making the noises. <laughs> so oh. It was the same thing. The, da the dad was having an affair, and oh, then the wow. teachers and parent teacher finding this out. So we did a similar storyline <laughs> like that. It's I mean these are the things that happen, right? And yeah, absolutely, you know, that's what's great about our <laughs> what, a, what a sloppy affair. You can't be. You can't be doing that and making an airshot. Well, he's doing well. <laughs> There's so much noise. Hundred <laughs> percent. I know. Um, so, so true. Yeah. So what? Um, so stand up came after teaching, did it, or had you done stand up before? Teaching? Yeah, it was a bit. There was a no. It was uh, about five years. I did both. So at one yeah. point, my my night job was doing stand up. I wouldn't call it a job. I wasn't making a lot of money, but I would. You know, I would teach all day, coach till five, get in a car, drive two to six hours, do 20 minutes for 50 bucks and then drive home and, you know, get up and teach. So, you know, I really wanted to work once I got a, a bit of a bug for stand up and I started to find my groove. And I tell my kids this, like, you know, if you really, really want something, you can find a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, and that was my belief. Just I'm just not going to stop till I figure this out. So I was really really worked hard and tried to get stage time. And yeah, it was, 
it was a lot of long days, but I really loved the stand-up. I always did, and it never felt like work. Yeah, I was going to say, which one did you prefer, the teaching or the stand-up? But I'm guessing the stand-up is that sort of thing. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> easy question. Yeah, and you've got the new Amazon show uh, or the new stand-up show that's on Amazon Prime and that's available in the UK, isn't it? That's Yeah, it's not stand-up. It's the actual sitcom, Mr. D. Yeah, we called it Mr. D, the gym teacher to just to remarket it, but it's uh, yeah. it's our show, Mr. D. It's about... But that's, is that, that's not available in the UK yet, is it? No. What your stand-up is? Uh, you might find my stand-up somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, we watched yeah. it over the weekend, so that's why I was trying to plug it. <laughs> I was trying to give you a good old plug. I don't even know it's on over there. I, I don't even know it's on over there. I don't know. I yeah. probably should be getting money for it then, but I'm not. So. <laughs> well, you, might want to, you might want to follow that up. Yeah, yeah. So. Won't be um, up. <laughs> it just doesn't like plugs. <laughs> I, love, I love, I wish we were on over there, man. I would kill, I just know that would be our best audience because I, I just have the same sense of humor as you do and in Britain yeah. and um, uh, I loved people it. are like, it's so mean. It's mean what he says. And Britain, they're not like, that's no. they're just no. fine. It, you know, we don't take ourselves so seriously. The British don't take themselves as seriously as the Canadians. Yeah. And it's less offensive. And, you know, I was brought up if you, you know, made fun of yourself, that was the best way to handle it. So that was how yeah. I was raised. Just, you know, if someone makes fun of you, just agree with them and make more fun of yourself. And then they don't know what to do. It was very, yeah, awkward, that, very awkward moments. That's how I teach. That's yeah. just how I teach. And I taught like that too. And kids don't, you know, I was very sarcastic, but yeah, it's just, I, I would love to see it over there. And, uh, you know, time will tell. It's something we're always trying to get. No, we, I watched it when we when we got the when we got the interview confirmed. I, I watched it over the weekend. Loved it. I, th- I just thought it was very very similar to the podcast that we do. Where it is, it's yeah, just it is. we sort of say things that I think a lot of teachers think, but might yep. not be brave enough to say themselves. We, and yep. it's real. And and I felt that was the sort of tone that's, throughout the show. Yeah, that's exactly the show. I say and do what we wish we could say and do. Yeah. That's it. And. Um, I've done some of the things that you'll see on the show, but there's a bit of exaggeration or hyperbole as you English teachers love to say. Um, Yeah. So it is, it's really, and it's a comfort show for teachers to go. I'm not the only one that's thought that, you know, I'm not the only one that shows a movie because I want to watch a movie. (laughs) I just feel like watch. I remember showing movies. Like I just did not want to teach. I didn't want to talk and I would show a movie for me so i would have these grade 10 you know we call it grade 10 i think you're like year ones maybe yeah and, and they're what what's year one they're 13 14 oh no yeah um, that's yeah that's, that's year year seven, primary, seven. primary yeah so anyway that age 12 13 and i would show a movie like rudy which is a very famous football yeah. movie and i would have these back-to-back classes of the same grade and then i would just the second class uh, they're like, what are we doing today, sir? I said, we're watching a movie, but I wouldn't start the movie over because I didn't want to sit through it again. So I would just I'd start the movie in the middle. And I, they're like, sir, it's it's the middle. I'm like, I know he makes the, he goes to university. He signs up for the football team. He likes that girl. Here we go. And then yeah. I would just. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I think at, at the point of recording, recording this during the last week of term in, in England, and that's what most teachers will be doing this week. Yes. 
but you do, like on Twitter at the minute, there was a big uh, sort of, I say debate, but you can't debate on social media, can you? Just an argument about these teachers. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. That was a great dinner. So great. Wait, where'd you park the car? Oh, the one I just sold at Carvana. What? When did you do that? When you were still looking at the menu. I went on Carvana.com and all I had to do was enter the license plate or VIN, answer a few questions, and got a real offer in seconds. They picked up the car already? No, I parked around the corner. But they are picking it up tomorrow and paying me right on the spot. Oh, no wonder you picked up the check. Yeah, about that. Uh, thought we were going halfsies. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. <laughs> Teachers who were like, no, you've got to teach to the last day of the term, given everything that the that the, t- the children have lost through lockdown, this, that, and the other. And then there's just some other teachers like, honestly, it's the last week of term. We're dead yeah. on our feet. I'm watching Elf. Done. Yeah, well, those first teachers don't watch our show because that's not you're not going to like it. Yeah. Um, but I, that's the thing, you know. There's people that didn't like our show because there are those teachers yeah. who. I don't know. I, I would have hated them as a student and I would have hated them as a teacher. So I, I, why do I care if they like the show? The show is written for guys like us and girls like us who are honest that we make mistakes. We are, you know, we, we have fun when we teach. Um, I don't remember one thing about my teachers that taught me a good math lesson. I remember the stories, the, the, the things they explained to me about life. I don't remember my favorite teacher because they were just, there was this one math lesson yeah. I just couldn't get it. And he, and it was just, no, it's, that's not what kids remember. And it's just a lot of stress in the world for kids. Now. I think the more we can be make school fun, lighthearted, you know, because uh, I mean, you don't want a whole school of teachers like us, but you also don't want a whole school to school full of teachers yeah. like that. So it's a bit of a nice mix. Yeah. A whole school of teachers like us. They all have great movie knowledge, but not what class. no notes. There'd be no tests, no homework. Yeah. They just know the second half of movies. <laughs> just just find out who wrote the test before you. Yeah. Go to last year's class and get the test. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do a second one. Yeah. Do you find that most of your audience are teachers then? No, I mean, no, but there isn't a teacher in Canada that wouldn't know the show. I'm not saying they'd all mm. like it, but they all know the show. Yeah. Um, and it's a great, it's a great debate. Uh, same thing. They'll go into the staff room the next day and people will have watched it when it was on here and debate like they're debating that now. Like, did you see that episode? There'll be people in hysterics and there'll be some teacher come in and go, I just think that's embarrassing because that doesn't represent the way teachers are. That's not, that's why there's people that knock us because of things <laughs> like that. we don't do that. I mean, that's not how I teach. Yeah. So it's it creates a lot of t- conversation but at the end of the day it's just meant to make you laugh and that was the whole focus of the sitcom we didn't go for heart or drama or story points where 
you know, we should have probably done more of that, but I just wanted people to laugh and yeah. some did. Most, most people did. can see see it for what it is. And yeah. That's, that's, that's the sort of point. Um, I mean, apart from the sort of content that you've taken into stand-up, going back to the, uh, the stand-up that's available on Prime, I mean, is there anything else from teaching that you've been able to take into becoming a stand-up comedian that sort of helped you become... Uh, yeah, I wrote a book on it. I wrote a book called Teaching It's Harder Than It Looks, and it's really just a bunch of anecdotal stories about my own career yeah. um, from day one. So, you know, we call it substitute teaching. I don't know if, if that's the same term there where, you know, you're not full-time and you go from school to school and you just treat it like garbage. And supply you just, teaching in England. Supply, yeah, we call it supply substitute. So that's, you know, I just have a book on that and... Um, but the stand-up was a big part of it, the show, and I've kind of moved on now. Most of my stand-up now is kind of drifted into being a father and, you know, coaching my kids in sports or teaching them or whatever. It's uh, whatever's going on in my world at the time. And, you know, I left teaching 2003, so uh, that feels like a long – it's a long time. I mean, I would have taught you guys, right? Like, you guys are probably – like 26 oh, no, or something. I, don't no, know, like I was 18, 2003. Yeah, I'd have been, yeah, you could have taught me. I would have been in your sport teams. I'd have liked you. <laughs> I'd have been good when you left to be a stand-up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love watching second halves of films. No, you guys would have been the same. You know, and again, I keep in touch with a lot of my students that were like you guys. Yeah. Um, and then I still, and now I'll see like teachers will comment you know, because uh, now I'm kind of a public figure over here. So they'll comment on posts and he was an idiot. I never <laughs> liked him. And then I'll write under it. You're an idiot, too. Couldn't stand you. And you can't say that stuff when you teach them. Right. But I'm like, I couldn't stand teaching you. I would get you in trouble as much as I could, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> nice little payback for those assholes that you taught. <laughs> It's funny, the next question I was about to ask was, you know, obviously apart from the stand-up taking off, I mean, was there anything else within education that you just hated that sort of made it an easier decision to, to go? I, you know, I never hated it. I really did love teaching. This all kind of was never meant to be the way it happened. I just got to a point where I was really starting to get known and, and good at stand-up and I was starting to make more money in stand-up than teaching. Yeah. And I remember I, I was in the U.S. in L.A. and a comic the comics there couldn't believe I still had a full-time job. They're like, man, you gotta, you got some, uh, you know, you gotta leave that. And that was it. I went, went and took a sabbatical and never went back, but I, I did love it. I love the kids that, you know, I taught at a great school and I was very fortunate, but uh, I, I miss my colleagues. Um, but I, I don't, I don't miss marking. I don't miss all that. And I don't miss the prepping and, um, and, and, you know, obviously financially, this is, uh, done well for me. So obviously that was a big part of it too. Yeah. What's the thing you hate, you hated the most about teaching? Smart them? kids, smart kids, <laughs> the over the really smart kids. They just too much, man. Like I, I like 70 average. I like those kids, you know, the kids that were below 50, they're usually connected with some sort of behavior issue. Yeah, but the smart kids, the kids that want another mark on a test, they come <laughs> see you. Their families want to call you because they got ninety nine, not a hundred. Like I just, they were too much. Because some days you just don't feel like teaching, but they always feel like learning. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Why do you want to know everything? I so feel those like are the kids I don't miss. 
Sorry. I always feel like the, the smart kids as well are like, they, they wake up in the morning and they think to themselves, I'm going to just pick up on every teacher mistake or, you know, like yeah. spelling mistake. Yeah. Or if you're writing the date on the board and you just forget like to, I don't know, put the year on or whatever. And then suddenly it's just like, yeah. Yeah. You forgot the yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. I used to just ignore them and their hand would stay up and they you always tell because their hand goes up perfect, right? Like most kids put their hand up like this. These <laughs> smart kids, they go right up. And I know that that lactic acid builds up after a couple minutes in the shoulder. And I know these kids are they're usually not very athletic. They're gonna start get tired and go, oh god, like, but I would just ignore them and then yeah. they switch hands. And then eventually they're like, oh my God, this is so tiring. Um, and that's, you know, little tricks to avoid them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go back a few years. What was it that made you choose a career in education uh, in the first place? Well, like a lot of teachers, I, I was going, I went into business. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do out of high school. And I, and I took a business course and, you know, I, probably party too much and I didn't do well. And, and then I just said, what would I like to do? Not, not, you know, you, you go, you want to go, I want to make money. I mean, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So I'm like, I want to make money and this and that. I want to be a businessman. I didn't even know what that means. And then I said, I just really liked my teachers. Why don't I be a teacher? Yeah. I love sports. I lived and breathed sports my whole life. Um, and uh, it just, it just, that was it. It was a very easy fit. And then I started taking subjects I liked and I started doing well. And uh, that was it. It was like, I just thought, what do I, what do I, what would I like to do? Not what do I think I would like to do? Yeah. And that was kind of where I landed on it. And I did love it. I, I remember getting my first job, my first, not supply, my first real job. Like, I just remember how excited I was to start. And I'll never forget that feeling. And there's never been a feeling I've had like that. You know, I mean, the, the day I got my sitcom was pretty exciting, but the day I got my first job, teaching I just remember how excited I was and I never forget that because I really did want to do it and I really liked it um do I miss it you know no I don't I mean it's I was 10 years and I was already starting to get tired of it at 10 years like it's yeah. it gets you know it gets uh the challenge wasn't there for me after a while and then my personality I I always felt like I needed a challenge so uh yeah I, I it was time to move on it just worked out well but I did I did love it yeah I mean, in your view, what is sort of like the ultimate goal of education? What do you see as like the ultimate, you know, goal of going to school, being educated? I think what's missing in education is we're not teaching kids. Uh, you know, the biggest thing I try to teach my own kids is to, to be motivated. Uh, mm. To How do you teach motivation? How do you teach them to love something? Yeah. Um, we're forcing things down their throat that, you know, I did like speaking of Shakespeare, it was a waste of time for me. It was just yeah. a complete waste of time. Now I know he's from England and he's very famous, but it was just, it was just like, there was things I, you know, I learned how to play the saxophone. Okay. Not really learned, but I would be, I would have been better focusing on something I loved. Like, was there a class in, you know, presentation, speaking skills that, you yeah. know, was there a class in, uh, you know, investing money. Like we, we stick to these kind of archaic curriculums that I don't think have evolved with the times as much as they should. But I, I think that's where teaching needs to go to let's be a little more. I, I mean, if, if someone said to me, like, 
you know, is Jerry going to do well? Most teachers would have went, no, he's a, he's a joker. He's not going to do well. And I think that's wrong yeah. because just because you don't see me with an 80, 80 average, there's other things in life. And I got so many successful friends and being a teacher is successful that their teachers would never have seen that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's more about marks and academia for me. And, and it, that's what we need to improve upon manners. Where, where's teaching manners? Where the hell's that gone? Well, you know, it's, it's agree with you more. stuff that's not taught. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just Man, manners is manners is massive. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got two kids and I'm really, I, I recently had like my little parent consultation about my little girl who's only four. And her teacher said about, she mentioned how brilliant her manners were. And I was like, couldn't really care less about anything else. I was like, oh, thank God. Because when, like, say you do something, you open the door for a child at school and they walk through and they go, thank you, sir. You just think, yes, you're going to go far. And then you get the ones yeah. who walk straight through yeah. and think, triple. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And I, and I told, I tweeted once a couple months ago. I said, hey, kids, you want to stand out? Say please and thank you. It's that simple because you know what? You'll stand out. And way. if you go for a job interview and you have a 70 average, but you shook the man or the woman's hand and said, thank you very much. It was great meeting you versus the kid with the 95 that just went by. They're going to remember you. So it's a real you might, simple thing. You might get thing. corona, but, you know, they'll remember you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we're, we're talking, uh, yeah, maybe an elbow bump now. But um, I don't know. I mean, I have a different... I think personality and, and all that, you know, look, if you want to be a scientist and, and come up, come up with a vaccine for Corona, I don't care what your manners are like. I want you to be really smart. So there's balance, right? There's a balance of where academics comes in, but I find we're creating robots in in the smart kids uh, in sometimes. And and we also have a lot of stress on kids. Like I believe in homework. I think homework should be gone around the world and let them enjoy their night. Yeah. Uh, you know, until they're 17, right? When it matters. But yeah. I don't know. I I, it's a different way of thinking. So, uh, yeah. I mean, my, my go-to phrase is always uh, don't, don't just teach the curriculum, develop the whole child. That's my sort of like mantra. Yeah. Because it is, it's this, there's so much more than just the curriculum. And, you know, sometimes I, th- I think, it, I don't know what the Canadian curriculum is like, but in England, there's so much of it. It's just not fit for purpose. I mean, we've got kids still learning Roman numerals. Yeah. I mean, when when are they going to use? Yeah, Latin, Latin. Yeah, and they're not they're not you know they can't Latin they, they can't hold a conversation with with an, an adult, but yeah. we're there hammering them every day about Roman yeah. numerals. You know, it's um, and it's the pre- I mean, it's it's tough for teachers because I think yeah, true. recognize that, but they don't. They're not, they've not got the time to do because they've got to fill, they've got to, you know, get through the curriculum, get the test done, get the results. And, you know, it's almost like a conveyor belt. Well, and, and, yeah, what if, and what if they are into music or acting or sports after school? And then you've got, like, my daughter's a competitive golfer and she's a competitive volleyball player. So she's got another 26 hours a week in sports, which yeah. I like because it keeps her busy, but it's like it's to get four hours of homework we switch schools. I'm like, this school is great school. It's very academic, but this isn't fit her, right? Yeah. It's gotta be a balance, right? So Absolutely. you gotta, you gotta read the room. And if you've got a kid from a poor socioeconomic background, 
he just might need to talk to you for a day. He might just need a, a kind of another adult to kind of guy. Maybe his parents are teaching him none of that because they're not home or they're working to, or, or they're not involved or so you got to read the room and read the kid and know each and, and adjust. And that's what good teachers do. They, they are, they recognize the needs of, of kids individually, um, you know, and a, and a kid that's some kids revolt, right. They're struggling. And sometimes they just need someone to go, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, let's try to work this out. And that's, that's the challenge that I miss of teaching is trying to, trying to get through to kids that need that the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what well, I mean, I'm not very familiar with the school system in, in Canada. What's it like going to school in, in Canada? I would think it's the same for, for us as it is you. I think uh, I, I, I guess if I was looking at my Scottish relatives, uh, there's there's. I, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but there's a there's there's a big push to go to university here. Yeah, I don't know if that's as much of a push there. Or I'm just I'm just assuming it's not because a lot of my relatives just went right into the trades and you know yeah. uh, I think I think it depends. They're 16 and they've left school. Yeah, it, I think it depends where you are in in England. Yeah. Where where we live, it's sort of it's sort of expected. It is there is a sort of push to go to uni if you can. Yeah. Although, although I think that that is changing because I mean the amount of debt you come out of uni with in England now is crazy. When we went. When we went to uni, only what? Well, for me, about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we went for two weeks. But when we when I went to uni 15, 15 years ago, you came out with I think nine grand debt, whereas now it's fifty grand worth of debt. Yeah. So it's sort of a bit of a. You know, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I guess I've tailed off on my belief that my kids have to go to uni and become. You know, I, I think university is suited for, you know, you know, you want to be a doctor, you know, you want to be a teacher, a lawyer, but yeah. if you don't really know, you're not, it's, it's not always going to be the right spot for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to be an electrician, going to university, you know, you'll go take your trades courses and become a great electrician and a great electrician can make far oh. more than a, than a teacher. So I think we stereotype the, the the types of jobs your kids should go to, mm-hmm. but I'm a stand-up comedian. I mean, 99% of the population would have said, "You'll make no money," including my own parents. <laughs> and I left teaching to be a to to be an aspiring comedian, but I believe that if you, you know, I just don't like the way we fall into this this monotony of. Ah, uh, just I'm just complacent. I'll just do this, and I just said, "Nah, I gotta." You know, you get one life. I want to give it my all. Have you ever, um, have you ever been to like your parents' evening with your kids and the teachers recognised you? Do you get that at all? Uh, when I taught. No, no. When you go to like parents' evening now. Not not your big show. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. They know who I am. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it's hard for a teacher in Canada to not know who I am now. <laughs> um, you know, and then sometimes they're huge fans of the show, and it's it's pretty good and. Uh, but like the, the girls on the show, that girl in the clip is my daughter and the other girl, like my kids are in the show, uh, because I believe in nepotism (laughs) and, uh, no, but, uh, it's just the way it worked. But that clip that went viral with the lesbian, that was, that's my little daughter, the middle daughter. So they even recognized her. Uh, but you know, in Canada, like 
I do this joke about being a Canadian celebrity because I'm not a celebrity. I'm a Canadian celebrity. It's just, it means nothing. You know? <laughs> really, you answer your own emails, you drive your kids to school, you live in an average normal house and, and it's like, there's Jerry D. Hey, Jerry, bye. <laughs> not, not a big deal here, but yes, they know, they know who I am when I go to parent teachers, but they never bring it up. Fun, it's kind of old news now. Yeah. Is it, is it like one of them things where someone will come up to you and go, oh, can, can you take a photo? And then you go, oh, yeah, amazing. And they give you the camera and get you to take the photo of them and the friend. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me once in Halifax. And it was, uh, yeah, because not everybody knows you. You never want to assume everybody knows you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you're always humbled as a Canadian, Canadian entertainer. And um, that's just the nature of it. And I'm fine with that. I like I like my role. I'm, you know, I'm, to me, I'm just a dad maneuvering my way through life like you guys. And uh, I happen to get some good breaks and, and have a bit of comedy in my background. So it uh, doesn't change anything though. At the end of the day, you still got to be polite and respectful and have character and the stuff that your parents raised you with. Right. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. Um, so I know you sort of touched upon it before, but what, what were you like when you were at school? Um, what was it like to teach you back in the day? I, I was not like the funny, I was very small as a kid. I was like in grade 10. So when I was 15, yeah, I was five feet tall, 85 pounds. And um, I remember that height and weight because I, I was in the school newspaper about something else and they listed my height and weight. So I always remembered exactly how tall I was. <laughs> and I joke, I joke in my life. I said, you know, by, by today, how much we worry about kids if I was if I was five feet tall, 85 pounds, I'd be in a car seat today still going to school as a 15. You know, it's, it's the rules are so they're so so different now. But yeah. I so I was um I was quick witted. I was quick witted. I wasn't standing in front of the class telling jokes. It was an all boys school. I was very comfortable. Um, but you know. If I got out of line, one of my buddies would smack me out because I was so small. So, I, But I was always using my mouth and my voice to kind of get through. And if I saw a weakness in someone, I would, you know, and that to me is the Scottish humor, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you see a weakness, like I, I found my cousins and my uncles and stuff, if you've got a wonky eye, they'll call you wonky eye. I mean, that's <laughs> it. There's no, there's no dancing around. If you're bald, my uncle would call you bullet heat. <laughs> and and you know the stare if, you, if you're caught staring too long you what's with the stare like it just the nicknames were given you so quickly and they were all based on negative things about your physical appearance so i found i was that guy you know yeah. like if you had a big one ear bigger than the other yeah i was going to talk about it and, and know it that's you could do the same to me though you could do the same to me right that's a hundred so, uh, but very you know you know my parents weren't involved with my academics and that was great my we're yeah. all over our kids it's too much but i they never asked me once do no. you have a test what'd you get i just yeah. was average yeah. average kid in every way been, it must have been difficult though because even if so it must have been difficult for you because even if you know you wanted to ask a question in class the teacher would never be able to see you because you're too small <laughs> yeah that's why you're not a comedian the British humor. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, British humor, bald, fat, and small jokes. You kind of learn to get away from those quickly, but you'll get there. Um, no, I was, uh, and then I grew, and then I grew. I got to five, five, seven, and then five, ten, where I'm at now. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. So go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, right. So we have uh, we have different features on the podcast that we talk about things um, in in school. So one of the ones we have is uh, like random things you only find in school. What would you say is yep. the most random thing you find in a school that you don't see anywhere else? A clock <laughs> on the wall. You you don't see that. You don't. No one has a clock on their wall anymore. Just schools. Yeah, true. Um, it's true. Yeah, that yeah. would be a random thing for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously desks, but the clock is one that you know I would always associate uh, with school that you don't see anymore, and a and a and a coffee mug. I mean, teachers don't even drink coffee sometimes, but we all have a coffee mug yeah. on our desk. Did you have? Do you have to have the lid on? In England, you have to have a lid. You have to have a lid on your coffee mug because in England you have to have a lid on for health and safety reasons. Really? Wouldn't just be like a normal mug. You have to have like almost like a travel mug for health and safety. Wow! No, we don't have that. No. That's uh, that's something I've never heard of. Now maybe now with COVID they're gonna do. I haven't been in, but no, I've never heard of that. No, no no lid. Yeah. No, you have to wear a lid. I think that's so kids don't like your. Well, yeah, it's it. Well, to stop causing accidents, I think. Um, what about the most pointless thing in a primary school or in a school? Like pointless things you find. The most pointless thing that like the 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 schools have, or the the teachers do, or the kids do. Anything. The most pointless thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I. I I guess teaching some of the stuff we have to learn, I think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but to me, Shakespeare was pointless. I'm sure people will disagree with that, um, especially over there. But to me, uh, I never understood any of it. I would get Cliff's notes or Cole's notes and just try to figure mm. out who Seamus was. Or, and what, um, I don't know. I, I, but, but, uh, which Shakespeare plays yeah. did you have to learn? The only one I remember was uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet because we went and saw it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. I could. I could. I couldn't understand it. And, and it wasn't the English accent. I just. I just don't know how anybody thinks we're going to need that. Yeah. Ever. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. As I look back, because that name came up, William Shakespeare, the other day from your vaccinations in England, and I'm like. God, why did I? I just remember being so stressed, not understanding any of it. <laughs> and then the teacher would have a conversation. I'd be looking around like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things we probably could get get rid of. But yeah. that's one for me that it's so hard, and I was so disinterested in it. That's yeah. why I would say Shakespeare. Yeah. To be offended or not to be offended. That is the question. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's right. Um, right, what about the... Oh, to hate Jerry England. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in a school? Uh, well, the story you just told me definitely would win that. I, I don't... I can't think of anything disgusting. Kids, you know, kids... You know, kids, kids pick stuff and eat it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's disgusting. 
but no, nothing really. I'm not a big disgusting. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything that I would say there. I mean, what was the age group that you taught when you were teaching? What were you? Uh, grade five, so 12, 12 to eighteen year olds. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really happen too much. We we obviously teach uh, five like, to twelve. Yeah, five to twelve. So we get kind of told these tales about how kids get caught washing their hands in the urinal um, and things like that. And you urinal know, in the urinal, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what else is that? Your- kids, kids, like a toilet, like a toilet, like a stand. Oh yeah, like like a um, where you take a piss, where you take a leak. Just like, <laughs> just literally, like piss. Yeah, I know, I know what it is. Oh right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. And then we've had we like we call it we call we call it a urinal. Oh no, urinal. We call it a urinal. That's all. <laughs> wow, it's like massage. My cousins say massage. I'm like, it's massage. It's massage. No, we um, massage. Massage. Say that massage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's another one they say. Uh, uh, I forget, but I've never heard of urinal. Yeah. Piss pop. Yeah. yeah. Pedophile. You say pedophile. We say pedophile. Pedophile. That's another Yeah, one. We, we call them pedos, yeah. <laughs> Good pedophile, thing to talk about school, school podcast. <laughs> there you go, eh? Yeah, pedophile. Yeah, we, we, we just pedos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't really use the full term. It's just like dirty, dirty pedo. Well, it's like university. Yeah, you say uni. We don't say yeah. unis. You say university. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But urinal, I've never heard. I'm pretty sure you're saying it wrong, but I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> Your whole country's saying it wrong. <laughs> can, yeah. Um, um, well, it, I mean, the th- weird thing about England is you can literally travel, you know, when you when you compare it to sort of the, the, the size of Canada and America. But in England, you can literally travel half an hour and you've got a completely different accent a completely different wow. set of words. You know, there's a big thing going around at the minute where it's um, four pictures and it's like a picture of a, we'd say a bat, wouldn't we? Like yeah. a, or a balm cake. And just the amount of different names within England that you have for a, for a balm cake, you know, like a bun, like a sandwich bun. It's like bat, bat bun, b- b- muffin. Muffin. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty standard. I mean, in East Coast, it changes. My wife's from there. The accent gets a little thicker, but no, we don't have that. We yeah. just say a bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right. Uh, any other? I'm just, I think we've got through all the questions there. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. It's been it's been fun. We've had, I mean, the last question that we always ask is um, a lot of fun. all the guests is if you could go back and um, speak to your 10-year-old self, what would you say? Uh, I'd say fall in love with something. I don't care what it is, but find something and do it every day, something that's good, but something you fall in love with something, music, dancing, singing, sports, reading, writing, uh, creating, just fall in love with something and do it as much as you can. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well, thank you very, very much for uh, giving us your Thanks, time. Guys, it's been great. Stay um, safe. Thanks so, for having. Yeah, as far as we're aware, you can get. Well, we've watched the stand up on Amazon Prime. Fingers crossed, we'll be able to get the series very, very soon. But if uh, people want yeah, to follow good. you online, 
Where can they go to follow Jerry you? Jerryd.com. Yeah, yeah. Jerryd.com is my website. Uh, yeah. Amazon or uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Jerryd, and Facebook's at Jerryd. Pretty straightforward. Oh. Real right. Well, thank you very, very yeah, much. Take care. Thanks have, so day, uh, have an amazing Christmas. Yeah. Take care as well. Cheers. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.